The governors uh, got together and said, look, let, let's play for a hog. Let's play for a pig. Ben and Eric gather at their laptops. One's a gopher, one's a Hawkeye. Two feeble minds that hello, love hello, discussion. Hello, and welcome to the pod of Rosedale, a bronze pig full of hot takes. This is some bonus content, Eric. Yeah, it's our yeah. Super Bowl. we got to give the listeners a little extra. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to dive into uh, some of the highlights of the 21st century Gopher Iowa matchups. Um, not to put too fine a point of it, on it, Eric, but uh, it's a matchup that Iowa has been dominating as of late. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but before we get into that, I wanted to kind of break down a little bit of the history of the rivalry. I don't know how many people know a lot about what the rival rivalry is, what it means. I mean, the name Floyd of Rosedale, I think a lot of people think it has something to do with like Rosedale, the city in Minnesota. Um, so thought I'd break that down a little bit and then we'll talk about some of our favorite, favorite moments in the rivalry. Like you said, it's mostly one sided and it certainly has been for a long time. Um, uh, but there's some fun moments. Uh, so yeah, so the, the rivalry started in the thirties. And back then, both the Gophers and the Hawkeyes were really dominant. They were good programs. And uh, before the rivalry started, I think the Gophers were coming off a national title. And Iowa had a, a star running back. His name's Ozzy. Is it Simmons? Ozzy Simmons. He was one of the few like black players in college football back then. And in in a game against the Gophers, they they went after him and injured him and. Uh, it seemed, uh, according to what I've read, is like they were trying to hurt him, late hits, go, just going after him generally. And so then the Iowa governor said, basically, like, if this happens again, we're coming after the team, like the fans are coming after the team. And so I think in a way to, like, sort of uh, calm the uh uh, anger, everybody who's having the, the governors decided to play for a, a pig, like an actual pig. Whoever wins gets the pig. And it, you know, it calmed calm things down. I think the game was not as brutal as the, the year before. Didn't go after this Simmons guy. Uh, Minnesota did win. And so then the Iowa governor had to give a pig, like a real life pig, to the Minnesota governor, and he contacted the Rosedale Farms in Fort Dodge, Iowa, and the pig's name was Floyd, or they named the pig Floyd after the Minnesota governor. His name was Floyd Olson, so that's the Floyd of Rosedale. Um, and and apparently it also violated some sort of like interstate gambling laws too. Oh. And so yeah, so the pig. I don't know if the pig ever actually made its way. There and I saw a little something in Wikipedia that was kind of interesting and sort of uh, uh, on point with what's happening today. Is apparently the pig was never vaccinated; it didn't get all of the shots that were required and ended up dying of cholera (laughs) after the uh, trophy game. And so then they made like an actual trophy, and you know that's what the the bronze pig is that the two teams play for. So. I, I know it's a little history lesson. Uh, wish it was drunk history, but it's not. Um, but yeah, I didn't know a lot of that stuff, so that was kind of interesting. 
So. Yeah, I'm on the Wikipedia page now, and it's fascinating. I mean, so the very first time they played was in 1891, and the Gophers, between 1891 and 1916, Minnesota won the first 12 matchups. So it was very early domination. So, yeah, the Gophers have the longest streak uh, of either team, having won 12 straight at one point uh, over 100 years ago. But still, good on the Gophers. The Gophers have dominated this thing. Um, over the life of it, 62 to 50, uh, with two ties also thrown in there, which is also impressive given, given how much ground Iowa's made that Iowa still has. Iowa would have to win the next 12 straight to catch up the Gophers in the all-time rivalry. That's how dominant the Gophers have been. But the trophy series is, is it tied? Is that right? Yeah, since so, they started playing for a trophy. For the actual trophy, yeah, it's tied. That's tough. So th- this weekend will <laughs> break the tie. That's kind of interesting. That's true. Do anything pop out at you about the rivalry that you found interesting? Anything else? No, I was just just going through. You can just see it's a, it's like it's color coded in in Wikipedia, so you can even see the streaks. Um, it's a lot of maroon for a lot of years, really for a few decades, and then starting the '80s on. There's a lot. Of yellow slash gold, um, basically like 1982, which point things took a turn for worse. And that's probably not a coincidence. Hayden Fry and Kirk Ferentz took over. They've managed to at least consistently beat Minnesota. Uh, it would be kind of it'd be kind of fun to see how many different coaches the Gophers have in that time span. I mean, uh, there's probably f- 15 from. In that, at least 15 in the time span of Hayden Fry. And so you think between 1979 and 2000, 20, 2021, Gophers have had 15 head football coaches? Uh, I don't, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd, have to, I'd have to count them here. I suppose That'd be like an average two-and-a-half-year tenure. I'm just trying to do the math on that, basically. Um, well, you know, I mean, figure like Fleck, Kill, Clay's... Brewster, uh, Mason, like, that's six just in the last, you know, ten years. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah, the whole Tracy Clayson area. I forgot all about that situation. Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I thought we'd go through, you know, just in the maybe last 20 years, some of your favorite memories, some of my worst nightmares, <laughs> and uh, go through some of the games. Um, uh, I, I thought – a good place to start is the O2 game. That's the uh, infamous goalpost game. Yeah, and just I'll do a little bit of table setting here too. I mean, I think for both of us, our really kind of knowledge of the rivalry almost almost coincides perfectly with Kirk Ferentz arriving in Iowa City. I don't have much memories of the games before the late '90s when when Kirk took over, so it's kind of what we're we're focusing on. So if you've got some memories from the '80s and '90s, we're we're gonna not skip those. But yes, 2002 was the first game. I vividly remember. And we talked about this a little bit on our first episode, but it's all about those goalposts, baby. Yeah, that's really, I mean, uh, Brad Banks, right? He was the Iowa quarterback. I remember he was pretty dynamic. Um, and, yeah, and then the tear another goalpost. So that was that was Ference's first Big Ten title, right, or a share of the Big Ten title. So that was primarily the reason they – Tore down the goal, and it was the last game of the season, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't about hatred of Minnesota. It was about right. Iowa, who'd been abysmal three years ago and won, 
you know, one game in 1999 and three games in 2000, two years later, went undefeated in their Big Ten schedule. Yeah. So, so they, it, they were his, it may be his best season, right? You uh, it, it, it is. Well, that's the yeah. last time Iowa had an elite offense, like a top-to-bottom great offense, was 2002. And, and Ferentz said after the friggin' Wisconsin game, well, everybody seems to want us to have 2004's defense and 2002's offense. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, that was the last time, and they also had an elite defense, and that was the best team still to this day. Ferentz and it wasn't a bad team. gopher team. They were 7-4, and four, uh, you know, it's not very comp- – the, the Gophers always would schedule terrible games in their non-conference, and then they'd sure. you know, get four wins and – then they would go like split, go fifty, you know, or five hundred in Big Ten season. So it was kind of like a traditional. Yeah, wasn't that the Glenn Mason special? You oh, go yeah. out some cream, cream pops and then get yes. enough Big Ten wins to go to a bowl game and say, "Hey, yep. thumbs up." Absolutely. Bowl, he never played any any decent non conference game. Uh, also, so Thomas Depay was on that Gopher team. I played against him in high school. Oh. Uh, was brutal. He was just the hardest hitter. I, he played running back. Like he, I think he played fullback for the Gophers, and he played for the Eagles for a while. He was in the NFL, but uh, absolute just train wreck trying to tackle that guy. Um, so this is all. And then uh, Matt Roth was he on, on the Iowa team? I remember he played a little bit in the NFL too. Well, yeah, he was he was on the 2002 team. I don't know. He got some snaps. I don't know that he was a starter on the 2000. I mean, somebody okay. can correct me if I'm wrong, but he really took off 2003, and then 2004 was his senior year, and that that defensive line was really dominant. Were you a freshman in college for that 2002 game, Eric? Do I have your age right? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that would have been my sophomore year. Oh, okay. Two years removed. Okay. So your second year. Got it. I was a senior in high school at the time, and I said that was that was the first game I really remember between Iowa and Minnesota. And it was, it was just the goalpost. For st- I yeah. was so confused. It's I, so I funny. Just like, it's so why funny. is nobody stopping them? How is this happening? Why yeah, is nobody- I mean, I don't know if we mentioned it. It was in Minnesota. It was not yeah. a home game for the Hawkeyes. It was a, it was a, in the Metrodome. Because <laughs> the, the there was like half Iowa fans at least. I mean, oh, that was sure. back when they there was no restrictions on tickets, and most of the Metrodome games, we'll talk about some other ones, but it was mostly Iowa fans. You, it was mostly uh, black and gold in the in the crowd. Yeah, so. uh, well, yeah, I'm sure. The, the special season, and hey, Minneapolis isn't far away. Let's catch up. Now, I remember, like, yeah, the, Iowa had roses there because they were thinking, hey, we're going to go to the Rose Bowl, so there were people holding out roses. And Well, and that's a, that's was bullshit where they – they didn't play. There was no Big Ten title game, so it was just like, oh, you both share it, which is so stupid if you think about it. Um, so then Ohio State was like ranked ahead of them. They went to the Rose Bowl, right? So that's yeah. But Iowa played in the Orange Bowl and got annihilated by USC. That was one of my first exercises. That's a Pete Carroll USC, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Carson Palmer was the quarterback for Carson the Trojans. Carson Palmer, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's how long ago it was. He wasn't yet in the NFL, yet, you know. So yeah, that was brutal. Um, but not yeah, that's 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 basically that's a ground zero for my Iowa Minnesota experience. And I, we were talking before we were setting this up. Like I I, <laughs> I don't have too many bad memories of the Gophers because uh, I you know just to, since the year two thousand, just to make it the twenty first century, Iowa and Minnesota played twenty one times, and Iowa has won 
16 of them. Yeah, so we don't need to, we don't need to mention that. Um, so that that game wasn't like heartbreaking to me because the Gopher team wasn't that great. It was just like, what what are they tearing all the goalposts? It was just embarrassing. Sure. Uh, the one that was heartbreaking is so two two thousand four. Um, that was the Gopher team wasn't that great that year, but they lost, so it ended in a missed field goal at the end of the game. Uh, the Gopher said this. I think he was like English. Yes, that's Lloyd. right. English yeah, kicker. Was, yes, okay. English kicker. Yeah. And he missed it, missed the field goal at the end, and and uh, Iowa win. So that's Drew Tate. But the reason why that game was the brutal is because that's Maroney and Barber both at the height of their powers. Maroney had like 150 and a couple touchdowns, and Barber had 150. They just like ran all over the Hawkeyes, and um, you know ended up losing because they couldn't make a field goal. Uh, but that was a pretty brutal loss. That was like I was like super invested in that team. Um, and that that's one of those special ones for us because that was the year that Iowa was down to their like fifth string running back who was a walk on named Sam Brownlee, who just wasn't gifted physically enough to play Big Ten football. It was like if you've ever seen the movie Rudy, it felt like Rudy like he was trying to move his body against these people who were just bigger and stronger and faster than him, but there were just too many running back injuries, and so Drew Tate had to pass a bunch because Iowa could not run the ball at all. So one of the only times parents has just had to be like, well, we're a passing team now because there's just no choice. And we just love that front seven. They gutted it out. You know, Greenway was a linebacker. Abdul Hodge was a linebacker. Matt Roth. Um, and the whole the whole defensive line was drafted in the NFL. I mean, they were across the board. Their their, their front four were excellent. Um, Jordan Babineau, Tyler Lubke. Um, but, yeah, I was, at, I was at that game as well. I don't know if I mentioned that. I was at that 04 game, and – Miss field goal was just a bummer. Sure. So that that was pretty heartbreaking. And didn't uh, before he kick it, they tried to run it, and there was like a three yard loss. Am I thinking of the the right game where like uh, they're getting ready to set up a kick, and they give the ball to Maroney or somebody, and Greenway knifes into the backfield for like a three yard loss to make the kick be an extra three yards behind. Yeah, you might be right about that. Uh, Did they ice him too, and he made the one, and then they called it, and then he missed it? Is oh, icing worked? I don't know. I gotta look I this think up. That's, if I this is right. one I couldn't watch for some reason. I, uh, um, but that was also the same year. So the Gophers played. They were undefeated through most of the season. They beat Penn State, and then they played Michigan. They were both in the. I think both ranked in the top ten, if I remember right. And at home game, I, I remember I was at that game. It was the most crowded I've ever been at a football game. You couldn't even walk down the concourse at the Metrodome. It was so crowded. I wasn't 21 and had a fake ID. And uh, it was an incredible game. The Gophers were you know, Maroney Barber, like, all over the place. And we left, got in a cab, left in the fourth quarter. The Gophers were up, by, I think, at least a touchdown, maybe two touchdowns. And in the cab on the way on the way back, just fumble, Michigan touchdown and it gets the ball back and then Michigan scored and by the time we got back to the house and turned it on they lost so it was just one of those heartbreaking losses and then the kind of wheels fell off that season but uh, culminating in that just terrible loss to Iowa I think that actually they beat did they beat Alabama in the they had played a bowl game and they beat Alabama if I remember right but yeah pre-saving. that was uh, yes it was free saving yep he okay, was so like yeah. the LSU head coach then or something like that I think. Yeah, or he was doing a stint in the NFL. I don't know when that was. But, yeah, um, so yeah, I, I'm sort of right. So, yeah, Minnesota had the ball on their own 46. They were down. 
two points, so they just needed a field goal to win it, and they were grinding it out with Maroney and Barber. And it was second and eight on Iowa's 31. And then there was a, a tackle for loss. It was Greenway, I'm 90% sure, knifed into the backfield and got him for a four-yard loss, which turned to third and 12 from Iowa's 35. And they ran it again for one yard. So the kick, they ended up losing yardage and it became a 51-yarder. So, yeah, he missed it. And I think short, like, two or three yards. He was a good kicker because he's also got to beat Wisconsin with a field goal uh, the year before, maybe the year after. So he was a good kicker, but, yeah, it it was like a 50-yarder. So, yeah, that was brutal. Um, The other, I guess, equal (laughs) another brutal game, it seems like that's all we're talking about, um, was the uh, my first game at Kinnick uh, the next year, so 05. Uh, I would, th- this was also just terrible. I went there, my wife's family, I was the only one wearing, uh, Minnesota gear, her extended family. We had like 12 people we went to the game with and, uh, tailgate, my first sort of Kinnick tailgating experience. And, uh, Gophers had a good team that year. Uh, it was just Maroney. So Barber had, he was playing for the Cowboys. Um, uh, but Maroney was just an absolute star that season and he ended up being a first round draft pick, I think. He was kind of a bust in the NFL. But that year was just unbelievable. And uh went into went into the went into Kinnick and they kinda shut him down Greenway. Who was the other linebacker that was now Abdul Hodges. Hodges that was drafted yeah. in the NFL. Boy, those guys were brutal. Greenway I think scored a touchdown in that game. Or did he have a pick six, if I remember? But anyways. He may. I mean, Iowa fans remember this is the Ed Hinkle game where Ed Hinkle had four receiving touchdowns yes. to set yep. the Kinnick record. Yep. That's how Iowa fans remember that game. Um, this is back when Iowa could score a lot of points. Iowa won 52-28, to 28, which is like a kind of score that just like Iowa has not played in one of those kind of games in a long time um, where the defense is okay and then the offense is just unreal. It just doesn't happen. Um I mean, I was at that game too. That was so that year was 2005. So my, it was the the first time in my student career Iowa lost a home game that year to Michigan. It wasn't Minnesota, but that was when that was a dis, super disappointing year because this is the first time in four years or three years Iowa wasn't finishing the season ranked in the like eighth because between 2003, two, three, and four Iowa finished as the eighth ranked team um, to close out each of those years. Iowa was good, but they just weren't as special as the three previous seasons, so they got viewed kind of harshly. The D-line wasn't was very green, so they weren't as good. The defense wasn't as good, but it was a fun Iowa team, though, that went to a bowl game. They ended up losing in the Outback Bowl to Florida on one of the worst called games I've ever seen. They'll remember the second one. This was Urban Meyer. In those days, it was the Urban Meyer-Florida squads. It was like, I think, a Sun Belt squad. It was terrible. But it was a fun game. It was a great way to close out the year. Just like a, a shit-kicking. But, yeah, that, that game stands out. I, have, you, have you, I suppose, but you maybe haven't, been, been in the other team stadium where you're, like, one of the few fans of the team they're playing? And uh, for me being in a Kinnick, being, like, one of the only Gopher fans, because we weren't in, like, the student section or there, you know, wasn't. There, you, you go to a game in Kinnick, there's, like, no Gopher fans there. It's so bizarre. Versus you go to a a game here and it's like half Iowa. Well, have, you've been to I, the state of Iowa and you live in the state of Minnesota. I, there's more happening in the Twin Cities than Gopher but games. Just being there every touchdown, every time 
Iowa scored just the shit I was taking from people around me. It was just like, at some point I was like, did I just take my gopher shirt off? It's like, this is so bad. And, uh, I mean, people weren't like nasty. That's, I guess, the nice thing about Iowa fans. I, some other stadiums, you know, people would get like really nasty. So it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Nobody was like trying to fight me or anything like that, but it was. It's a good uh, thing you would have messed them up if they tried to fight you. I took you. a lot of shit. And so. Well, sure. I, I have been in other stadiums when Iowa got the shit kicked out of them. Um, not a gopher game. I, I, I've been to a gopher loss. We're going to get to, to that one or a gopher victory in Iowa loss, but I've certainly been in other fan stadiums when Iowa loses. I mean, Iowa, Iowa State 2005 in Ames. That was one of the worst games I've seen and it was worse for all kinds of personal reasons too. It was just a really shitty day. Um, that, and that was probably the worst blowout wise. And then. The, that outback bowl I went to as well. Iowa was getting their just absolutely clobbered and they cl- almost clawed their way back. Um, but then, and then it's just been painfully close losses like, uh, the Bazinet comeback in 2005 that some Hawkeye fans will remember. Iowa was up by like 13 points, five-ish minutes to go in the game in Evanston and Iowa lost that game. Brent Bazinet came back and then, uh, yes, the, the gopher game we'll get to. Yeah, so finally, I guess, you know, shift is finally a gopher victory. The next one was 06. Yeah, that was, and that, that was, that was the worst year Iowa had had since 2001. It was a bad, bad season. I don't even remember that game, truth be told. I don't, the gophers weren't good either. They're, all I remember is Ernie Wheelwright was, he was a pretty good receiver for the gophers that year, and he had like a, I don't know, 50 yard, 60 yard touchdown. Um, but yeah, neither of the teams were that good. It was of like no consequence that game. I just uh, all I, yeah. finally I, a, finally a gopher win is the only reason I I bring it up. Yeah, that's true. It was the, it was, Iowa had a five game streak going, and then I said, well, yeah. all I remember from Iowa's perspective that season is how much worse Drew Tate got. Drew Tate got better his second year, even if he didn't have as many like eye popping scramble plays. Um, but the defense just got worse. But then Drew Tate just fell off a cliff. He got really terrible. Uh, Iowa fans will remember like a, a 21 to 7 loss to a really terrible Northwestern team. But yeah, I don't remember. The Gophers won, but I, I was probably already disappointed in processing that this Iowa squad just wasn't very good. But I don't remember anything about the game. Yeah, but I also I don't, don't remember anything about the 2007 game, which Iowa went back to winning, but 2007 was another awful year. That was Jake Christensen before Stanley took over, and Christensen was terrible. Somehow Iowa won, but I, I don't really remember it. Iowa didn't go to a bowl game in 2007. They were really awful that year. That uh, was one of their dips. Yeah. So I don't, don't remember that one. And then and then we get to the uh, oh boy, 2008. So this 55 game, nothing. 55 nothing. Last game at the Metrodome. I was also at this game. Um, I I cannot tell you how frustrating that experience was for me. It was it was so awful. I, I've never like been angry like at a sporting event as much as I I was that day. It was I was so mad. You know, it wasn't like the Gopher team was that good. Um, and the Iowa team that Iowa team was pretty. Sean Green, right? Wasn't Sean Green? They were on the rise, and th- and that yeah. year Iowa had like three or four like one point losses. They win a couple of those games, then then they're you know in the Big Ten title hunt. They started like zero and two in the Big Ten, and then they came back. But yeah, you know, it, it was one of those things you're looking around and it's almost all Iowa fans and they were just having the time of their lives. I mean, they were just they're cheering louder than the go. And of course, you know, after uh, the second quarter, it was like 27, nothing. 
And then it was, I mean, it's already over. You could tell the Gophers couldn't even move the ball. Um, Adam Weber was the quarterback then. Oh, man. Okay. He ended up, I think he played in the NFL, maybe. Yeah, he did. I think he did play in the NFL. But uh, he was, he did not have a good, good game. Uh, Eric Decker was the, he was a good receiver for the Gophers then. I think. Yeah, that guy played in the NFL. He he played for, uh, he caught a bunch of touchdowns from Peyton Manning, I think. Um, oh, on the Broncos. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. But that it just the, every touchdown, the fans were just going crazy and yelling. And uh, just uh, the funny story about that, do, do you remember there was like a, a woman from Iowa that got, she was like a teacher or something, and she got in a bunch of trouble for like, uh, making out with somebody in a in the bathroom then I thought, wasn't it more intense than making out? Uh, it might have been more. Yeah. I thought it I, got more. I thought it got more heavy than just making out. Yeah, yeah. I think they took it a bit further. I think they boned in the bathroom is what yes. happened. Yeah, okay. That's, right. that's yes. another. It wasn't story. just making out. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that that's another funny story. For that happened game. at the game. Got it. Okay. Yeah, in the stadium. It, it, at, she was just ready to party, boozing it up, and it was just. Wanted to keep the highs going. Yeah, okay. And so that's one of those stories I vaguely remember hearing about that, like got her, uh, lost her job or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's just absolute terror. I mean, that's one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life is sitting. And I'm with my wife's family again. They all came up. We went to the game. And they wouldn't leave. Wouldn't leave. You know, it's, they're, you know, they're, they're up 30, 40 points at one point. It's like, can we just go? And my wife's like, no, we're not leaving. We, we're having fun. They were all high five. I bet those tickets good money, Eric. You know, you spent some good oh, money yeah. on tickets. But, I mean, until the last buzzer, you know, when the fourth quarter ended, we we could not leave the game early because they were just having the time of their lives. That's like <laughs> so, being at a legendary concert. You don't, you want to be there for all of it. You want the encore. You know what's yeah. coming. Yeah, you, don't, you just want to see every second so you can say you were there, you know, soaking it all in. That'd be a hell of a game to be at. Yeah, so this is this might be the the low point, like because the next year, the Gophers went two years without scoring any points. So 2009 was in Iowa City. Yep. And Iowa won 12 to nothing. Uh huh. It was a brutal game. It wasn't really fun to watch, but it, it also was just like didn't have any worries about the Gophers scoring. I think I was at that game too. Okay. I kind of blanked that out. I, maybe I wasn't, but. Yeah, well, it's funny, the 08 game, so, like, I just got married, too, so it was, like, a month after our wedding. Um, so it was just, like, a weird time. <laughs> and then, yeah, I think it was at the 09 game. Yeah, so the two years in a row didn't score points. Absolutely brutal. Yeah, there was some massive streak, and I, I think that yeah. they didn't score a ton in the 2007 game, so they might have not scored in the last one. It was, like, a big 10-quarter streak of no go for points or something like that. I vaguely remember that being a thing for, for that little period of time. But, hey. Let's get to to this is this is my so 2010 2010 this is my worst go for memory by by far because I was at the game so I started dating um, my girlfriend well girlfriend at the time wife now she had moved to Minnesota uh, for work and I was coming up to visit her and also wanted to go see the game and the 2010 season so the 2009 was special because that was the Orange Bowl year where Iowa played Georgia Tech and. Iowa came in with a ton of expectations and hype. They were highly ranked. They, I think, started in the top ten somewhere. They had Adrian Claiborne, um, Stanzi. They had tons of reasons to be really, really excited. They had DJK. They had lots of talent. 
bringing a lot of people back. I thought, hey, this team can really make a run. They're bringing everybody back. A lot like the season Iowa State is having now, actually. Um, and then everything went to hell. This was, this was the exact moment where, where Wisconsin seemed to suck away all of Iowa's mojo. The season started off great, and then they played this insanely close, exciting game against Wisconsin with a fake punt. Everybody will remember the fake punt. Iowa had the lead. Wisconsin had the ball, like, on their own 20 or something. Fourth and three or four. You know that if Iowa gets the ball back, they're going to score and put the game out of reach. So Bielema, I think, had called the fake punt, and it worked, and Wisconsin scored, and J.J. Watt was on that team. And so 2010 is the most disappointing year uh, I've had with Iowa football. And even though Iowa crushed Michigan State, after that, they fell off a cliff, and they lost like three or four game. They ended the, game, the season on a three or four game winning losing streak. And this Minnesota squad was terrible. I was at the really game. Really bad. Yep. Um, and, and this was the script of all those Iowa losses. Those like three or four losses. They all happened the same way. Iowa kind of let a team that was worse than them hang around, but Iowa had the lead late. They'd have the lead in the fourth quarter. Iowa would get the ball with a three point lead, and basically, if they can score a touchdown. They put the game out of reach. They failed to score a touchdown. Okay. Then they give to the other team with, like, five minutes left. If they stop the other team, Iowa probably wins. They don't stop the other team, but Iowa gets the ball back and still has a chance to score, to tie or take the lead and fails to do so. Um, and, it, you know, nobody was mean to me. Nobody's mean at Gopher games. Well, they, um, they, the Gophers had just fired Brewster, right? So it, they had just yes. – I think, I think it was, like, a, the game or two after they had just fired their head coach. Yeah, and he may have been lame duck, or he may have been coming out the season, or, yeah, maybe it was just an interim coach. I don't remember, but they were bad. They had, like, one or two wins yeah. to go for Sid. And I was like, all right, Iowa can just salvage a bowl position, but nobody's heart was in it at this point, But because um, the Lafayette aspirations were long gone. And I remember there was a Gopher fan close by who <laughs> really didn't like Iowa, but, like, didn't talk shit. And I don't know. I don't know how many of you know Minnesota folks. There, there's a thing called Minnesota nice, which is kind of true. Totally. But there is a lot of passive aggressiveness in Minnesota, though. No. There's no. a lot. And uh, I, I tried to make conversation with this guy a few times. What I thought was friendly conversation, I certainly wasn't talking trash. Gophers were winning the whole time, and he wasn't interested. He would ask rhetorical questions to the air, and then I'd try to answer them, and he wasn't happy. Uh, Iowa's kick coverage was bad, and... I think it was like, yeah, Marcus Gray was returning kicks, and at some point he had a really great return. It's like, like, oh, that's why we've been trying to kick it away, because he's really good. Trying to see some complimentary. He didn't care about it. He was really annoyed about the Iowa cheer. You know, Iowa does the I-O-W-A. Yep. <laughs> Which I guess is really annoying. I don't know. It's, it's it like is. It's awful. Awesome. What kind of cheer wouldn't be annoying? I don't. I don't get. What well, my wife hates the the when they spell Minnesota and then yell yay whatever Gophers. It's always something different. Nobody ever gets that at the right time. My wife hates uh, that. I, I don't care. But anyway, it's funny. He's like, we get it. You know how to spell Iowa. It was like so funny to me. Well, that was that's frustrating when you're in your home stadium and they're doing it. Like, I I get that. People can't cheer for their team in your opponent in your stadium. That's just but weird. It sounds like it, it it ripples the whole stadium, like as if it's a home game. That's that was the, always the frustrating part when you're. Well, then you're, get more Gopher fans to go to the game. I, okay. I, yeah. That that like what what do you want me to say? Like I it's just like it's not even a personal cheer. It's not the who hates Iowa cheer, which that was my first encounter of the who hates Iowa oh, cheer. Yeah. Happening all the time. Like what? Whoa! This is really a lot of it. I didn't know this was a thing until. 
2010 was the first time I was like, oh, they have a who hates Iowa cheer. What? I didn't realize Minnesota had this vitriol. It's because they stole the goalposts, man. I, I, honestly, I think it's all it all is a derivative of that. that no, oh, that. Well, that's why. It was uh, <laughs> but it was a crappy game and a crappy season. It was like you know my last season before uh, graduating law school and went out on an incredibly low note. And I said the, no, nobody said anything to me. It was the stadium was fine. It just seemed like a nice stadium, but. Gopher fan did not want to chit chat or make conversation. I was clearly just a big jerky jerk, and I didn't cheer loudly. I did a few golf claps. I was not cheering ostentatiously, Eric, out of respect and reverence for your beloved TCF. What was it like? What was it like when the Gophers scored their first point? Because, like you said, it had been three years since they had scored a point. Did the crowd go nuts? I don't remember that. I don't remember them going nuts. Yeah. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. I just remember like, oh, here we go again. I thought I'd get to see like a a pleasant, convincing Iowa win, and I didn't. It was like 24-20 Iowa, uh, and then the Gophers scored a touchdown with four and a half minutes to go, and then Iowa couldn't score, and it was just brutal. And that was it. That had happened. And then it kicked weeks. off. It kicked off a back-to-back streak the And the interesting thing about this is they were both in Minnesota. So this was when, like, there was a weird scheduling quirk. I think we went from the the legends and leaders we were doing at the time. Okay, I was going to say, was that, like, and then was that the switch when then Iowa would play Nebraska on Fridays? Because from what I remember, all of the games up until this point we were talking about, it was always the last game of the season, right? It was always, like, Thanksgiving weekend that Iowa-Minnesota played. And then that switched – was that the switch when they Nebraska joined the Big Ten and they changed up the yeah, conferences? Yeah, got okay. all locked up. Yeah, yeah, everything got redone. And so for whatever quirky reason, Minnesota hosted the game two years in a row, which makes this relevant because Minnesota hasn't won in Iowa City since 1999, so it's been a long time. Yeah, I and, think you said that already, but thanks. Oh, did I? Yeah, did I? Well, whatever. I thought, Maybe you didn't. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah, well, uh, yeah I, might, I might have told you. You're just like twi- twisting the knife a little bit. It's felt a That's little... Fine. Want to feel really great when Minnesota upsets Iowa on Saturday, and then you can talk about how you witnessed history or something. I don't know. But, yeah, Minnesota won that game, too. This was – 2011 was another middling Iowa team. They were – I think Iowa finished – they lost to Oklahoma in some bowl game. It was was not a great Iowa team, but this Minnesota team was also terrible. I think Iowa was 6-2 and and Minnesota was 2-6 or – Yeah, it was Kill's first year. Kill's first year as the gopher head coach. Gray was the quarterback. Because, like I said, he played receiver. He played a bunch of different positions. I think he actually played in the NFL, too, as, like, a tight end or receiver. But, um, yeah, it was a bad team. I don't think I even watched this game. I think I was traveling somewhere. So I don't have a whole lot of memories of it. But um, they won. Gophers won. It's pretty vague. I blotted most of them out. But I think I remember the painful loss. And, and, And that time, I think Iowa still had some hope. Um, so I was, it was like at that point, I was like, oh, I guess this team isn't any good. Uh, it's going to transition to 2012, which is a year most Iowa fans would like to forget, but that gopher game was very early on in Iowa season. And I think it made Iowa, Iowa one convincingly like 31 to 13. And, uh, we really thought Iowa might be good. And then I ended up finishing four and eight. Yes. Four and eight that season. So it was just really awful. Yeah, I mean, the Gopher teams during that period, Kill was just starting out, and they they started to slowly get better, and then they lost 2013, lost again. Um, 
And but then it culminated in 2014. Uh, Iowa gets destroyed. This is the biggest lopsided win that the Gophers have had in my lifetime or my memory. 51-14 Gophers win. 2014, uh, and it was probably Jerry Kill's best team that he had. Uh, a bunch of NFL players. Uh, Max Williams is like a tight end. I think he's still playing in the NFL, actually. Uh, Mitch Leidner threw four touchdowns, ran all over them. Just absolute drumming. Any memories of that game? Yeah, it was, well, that was another, like, a very middling period, right? Like, where this is where the most fervent fire fair and stuff was really starting was in this, like, after 2010 and then for the next, like, three or four years, Iowa was really really mediocre, like not god awful. Twenty twelve was pretty awful, but they just Iowa hadn't risen up and done anything. They'd just been very, very middling and twenty fourteen was just like the latest in a string of middling season and I think finally getting clobbered by Minnesota didn't help. Uh Rudock not being a super exciting quarterback didn't help. And uh yeah, I think just remember being a being a, a beat down. Uh but I mean I think it was less about Minnesota because I mean Iowa wasn't gonna compete for anything seriously and it was just oh God. This Iowa squad is bad. Mitch Leitner threw four touchdown passes against them. It's mostly what I, I, I just remember being really, really terrible. Um, but, that, I mean, that was it. And that was also the last Gopher win. So that's, yes. that's where it's yeah. <laughs> Yes, that is true. You're right. And now it's been Iowa's longest streak. They won six straight. Well, and um, then another, I mean, no, another one of the heartbreaking losses was 2019, so two years ago. Uh, another Good Gopher team. They were undefeated coming into the game. They were ranked eighth. Uh, PJ Fleck, his you know stars rising, and uh, all they need to do is beat Iowa, and they're in the Big Ten title game. And your guy Nate Stanley and Ty- Tyler Goodson was on that team too, right? Wasn't he? Um, yeah, he was a freshman. Ends yeah. up beating now. Tanner Morgan had a great game. Uh, Threw over 360 yards and a touchdown. I don't even know how that's possible. If you see those stats, like I could never imagine him throwing for that many yards. Now it's crazy. This is just two years ago. Uh, yeah, it's bizarre. I know he had Tyler Johnson and Bateman, who on Sunday had a great game for the Ravens. He's he's unbelievable. Um, yeah, and he had Ibrahim and Rodney Smith and. Uh, Actually, Ottman Bell was on that, still on that team. So, uh, d- dynamic offense, um, but couldn't get it done against your guys. No, it, it was Iowa jumping all over the Gophers and hanging on for dear life. The Hawkeye special recently, so they they just hey, we're gonna hit the accelerator straight away and then apply those brakes and just hope for the best. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was I was at that game. I, you know, it was the last. was actually the last Iowa game I went to in person. Yeah, I tried to you know, when I was still living in Minnesota. I tried to go to one Iowa game a year. And that was the one I went to, and boy, was it fun. Um, even though it was it was more tense than it needed to be, it was still pretty pretty exciting. Um, and yes, we all remember the thirty-five to seven. Leave the leave the timeouts. Take the pig game from last year. And that's where we're leaving things off. Six straight Iowa wins. See if they can make it seven. Or see if your Gophers can keep their Big Ten West titles alive. I mean, they haven't really ever played for, like, a Big Ten West title. That's the thing I'm realizing here. And not like they're playing for it directly this time, but 
Uh, this is as closer as much stakes as they've had. Where in the both memory. teams need the game. You know, both yeah. teams absolutely need the game. Yeah, and I can't remember. Uh, la- uh, 2019, obviously, the Gophers needed to win, but Iowa didn't have any shot at being in the Big Ten championship. And then all the other years, the Gophers have just been trash. Um, but, yeah, this is really one of those games where even after coming off a loss against Illinois, Gophers can win out and – be in the Big Ten title, and same same thing with Iowa. I, I would need a little help, but I, I would lot, think they're going to yeah. get some of it. Yeah, uh, no- after this weekend, it, I think we'll have a clear answer, obviously, with the Iowa-Minnesota game. But, yeah, it's absolutely paramount to win this game for both teams, and I can't remember that happening. Uh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, there, there there's some real stakes. Even though it's going to be a hideous game, there's uh, a lot on the line for both teams, so it's- Look forward to seeing how it plays out. We will uh, certainly talk about it a week from now. Go Hawks. Guy Yuma meets Row the Boat.